Right on the set, goddammit. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Dodson. Yum, yum. <laughs> You're listening to Still Talking With. This week, Ben, Jeff, and Leo are still talking with the incredibly funny comedian Preston J. Taylor. Preston has a new special called Farm to TV, which is available for free on Tubi TV. Before his coming out party with Farm to TV, Preston performed for years at Hollywood staples such as the Ice House, the world-famous Comedy Store, and John Lovett's Comedy Club where in 2012 he was dubbed runner-up in the LA's best comic competition for up-and-comers. As an homage to one his favorite comics Rodney Dangerfield, who was meticulous about the timing when on stage, Preston set out to nail his set for the special at 65 minutes on the dot. Farm to TV was shot and performed one time through, one night only, and originally stamped at exactly 65 minutes with no stage clock. Get ready for a kick-ass show shortly after these important messages. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. You have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. 
Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Happy Wednesday, everybody. And you know what? It's time for Still Token With. we got an awesome show scheduled for you today. And as always, check the show notes. we got a bunch of information there, including a free comedy special available on Tubi for our guests. And you got the link right in the show notes. Uh, but enough about me. How are you guys doing, Ben and Jeff? What's, What's up? How's everybody doing out there? Coming to you live from New York. It's... No, just kidding. <laughs> it's Saturday night, fucking Wednesday, dummies. It's Still Talking With. Yeah, live from New York on the beautiful Hudson. Valley. Well, the beautiful Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was geez. in that Hudson. It's not so fucking beautiful. <laughs> not when you're in it. Don't ever go in the Hudson. And Leo, I'm very impressed. You already referred to the show notes, so you don't fuck up tonight. Oh, I, I, I tried my best. <laughs> tried my best. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. So, so spe- speaking of show notes, we have we got a bunch of people in the comments already. Uh, so uh, get well, those great. questions coming. Uh, but uh, who do we have today, gentlemen? Uh, some dude. Is he a dude? You sure about Some that? Some guy, yeah. You sure about that? I think so. I think he's a guy. Said he was. At least in a stand-up, he says he is. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if it's stand-up comedy and he says he's a guy, you know, that's what you're supposed to believe, right? Well, that's what I'm all saying. Right. No, in all seriousness. <laughs> in all seriousness, we have an amazing guest tonight. Just came out with a kick-ass stand-up comedy called Farm to TV. Let's welcome Preston J. Taylor. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for having me, Leo, Ben, and Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Now that we already fucked up half the beginning of the show, so I'm glad you took time out of your uh, tough vacation, (laughs) you know, to join us from um, fucking Hawaii. Right? Listen, everybody has different lives, life paths, and choices. And if you watch the show, I've chosen mine. Oh, yeah. All right. He's giving it to him already. Look, there was no secrets in it, right? What did it say that my mom said that I spent my smoking and having sex? Right? Right? Don't rush it. You know? (laughs) Well, I heard through the grapevine it was solo, though. The sex that is. The sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it had something to do with NyQuil. Right. I would say, heads up. there are those times, by the way. It doesn't even matter if I do have sex. I'm still jerking off before I go to sleep. I don't care if I do it ten times. It's just a it's a habit thing, you know. It's it's kind of like you brush your teeth when you get up. I jerk off to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how many times is that before or after the Nyquil? <laughs> I've never ever gotten after like one time. I've gotten it done after the Nyquil. Nyquil takes like you could be mid there and just. Nyquil's undefeated, I swear. Uh, So when you need to do that, you should be trying Dayquil instead. (laughs) Now that's not a bad. Just just finish up, girls. Like, why are you why are you jerking off and taking Dayquil right now? It's (laughs) eleven. 
Lady J is asking, uh, what are you vaping, Preston? Uh, I am vaping a concentrate, uh, live resin diamonds, which are uh, from, uh, who are they from? Cushmart in Los Angeles. And it's an apple fitter, live resin diamond, uh, cannabis in a vape pen. So yes, cannabis indeed. Cannabis? Yes, indeed. All the good cannabis. What, what, that's what? our producer who just walked behind you, or behind me, and that's our editor. <laughs> most people don't know. See, we're just the fun people. Those are the most important people of the show right there. That's what I've learned. Well, <laughs> yeah, we let them think that. Oh, well, <laughs> well we, always, we always give our producer in, in the production down here a shout-out when we're on. So if, I don't know if you're familiar with Bill Diamond or Bill Diamond Productions, but if you look over my shoulder, you can see this Emmys and Rondo. Yeah. And all kinds of cool stuff in the little case back there. We switched yeah. it up tonight. Um, but if you just Google Bill Diamonds and look at Wikipedia, that's all I have to say. Right. I mean, he has one of those cases that looks like, you know, one of the guys that got called in from ESPN and he has all his trophies behind him. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. we get it, Bo Jackson. You're fucking You're kicking ass. I get it. We had to, we had to make sure we had to narrow the shot so that we <laughs> So that it was more humbling. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to show you everything. Right. <laughs> so anyway, enough about us. Let's let's get back to why we're here. <laughs> what you do? You know, we've already found out that you jerk off with Nyquil. We're gonna change that up and get you some Dayquil, so you can yeah. stay awake. <laughs> uh, okay, let, let's try to bring it back on the tracks here. So you, you have a new special. <laughs> <laughs> we were on track. I thought we were nailing. I did too. Uh, farm to TV. Uh, what is this all about? I know I watched it. I know you guys watch it. For the people that are well, watching, wait, wait, live wait, wait. Now, I watched it. I watched it. Yeah, I, I, I watched listen, it as well. With Jeff, I didn't. I didn't see it yet. No, listen, I appreciate the ad revenue because uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I got from those two watches. Please, if you're ever bored, you just want to put something on mute. Just go ahead and throw that on again. You know, I'll take more ad dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's a great thing. That's how uh, Tubi works, you know. And yeah. uh, Tubi's turning out, from what I hear, it is great for, you know, people that are, are self-publishing or, or indie creators. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I sense a lot of people are going to go to Tubi because Amazon keeps on taking Amazon's the... Amazon's people away, yeah. and, and I really think... Uh, people don't know this, but I, I'll give them the fact. Uh, VODs, as far as your voodoos, your crackles, right, all these video on demand, Tubi pays a lot. Tubi pays way more than anybody. Way. It's it's a lot. <laughs> and then you realize, though, when you watch the, <laughs> the show... Um, the ad revenue is is coming from your shicks and Fords and like they have big ad revenue dollars, so you see why you make so much per view. Yeah, right. right. And, I watch a lot of Tubi actually. Yeah, I loved I one found Tubi, and I knew I was going to be on there. I started using the service. I was like, oh my god, why don't more people know about Tubi? I was like, this yeah. is all free. <laughs> and the the ads aren't annoying like like on Hulu. You know, you watch Hulu, you get like the same ad like seven times in a row. Tubi, yeah. I, I think I, for your whole special, I think I got a total of like six ads and they're all different. Exactly. And by the way, if you watch it again, it'll be all different. Like they don't keep recycling the same ads, which is so annoying on Hulu. I've seen 
I've, I don't know how many times I've watched the uh, the hip hop duo shake up their sprinkles oh, yeah. against Geico, right? But <laughs> like just over and over. Uh, but to answer your actual question, uh, farm to TV, uh, like you mentioned, or we were talking about before we came on. I'm from small farm town, Texas, about four thousand people. Um, and I live in Los Angeles now. So in LA, everything is about fresh food and farm to table and give me the story of where my produce came from. And I was like, all right, well, screw that. I'll be farm to TV. I'll give you the story of where my life came from. And so that's kind of was the idea around farm to TV and the opening of the show where you get going back to like, we have 800 acres in that tiny little farm town. And so, you know, we were out there and that's our cattle. Those, the cattle behind me was gifted to me as a, as a gift from when I uh, graduated high school. You got a cow? I got a heifer. Yes. Uh, you really? know, <laughs> oh, you finished school. Here's a heifer, you know, because that's, by the way, as a kid, I thought it sucked, right? My dad got me a laptop. My other grandma, like, you know, got a TV and all this cool stuff. And then other grandma gives me a heifer. And I'm like, this is fucking asinine. It's stupid. Like, who gets a heifer? Yeah, Here, have a cow. Fast forward, what, this is 13 years later, I'm still making money from that heifer, right? Because every year that heifer puts out one to two calves and every year those calves go to market and I get four to 800 bucks every year. From, oh, wow. I was like, never mind, everybody can give a heifer to their kids when they finish school. <laughs> wow, imagine what the world would be like if everybody had a cow. Mm-hmm. Well, don't make people have a cow. something, have a cow, dude. Right? I don't know. I'd be eating that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like well, she, she she had two babies, but veal is really good. So now there's only one at market. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so you could. If, if you're keeping the revenue with the two, you could just keep one a year and then make some money with the other each year. True that. Wow. I'll also remember that. My wife doesn't even want fucking chickens, let alone coming home getting a cow. <laughs> Chickens were great too. We had a whole but like I tell people like there were real mornings when grandma was like, Preston, go get some eggs from the chicken coop. Like, and that was my morning. You go get some eggs out of the coop and now it's time to have bacon and eggs before school. Oh yeah. So it's a completely different world when, you know, now as an adult, I've lived in Los Angeles and New York and places like that. And it's you know, tell them that it's foreign, it's ancient to people. They're like they don't think that world even exists anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I grew up on a small farm myself, and uh, the nothing beats a uh, egg straight from the chicken. You know, it, no. you get it nice and warm, no. like when it was just laid. We have fresh eggs. Well, no, yeah. it was just the way Leo said it. I was kind of concerned that he was out there, like up the chicken's ass. Can you give me the eggs. Uh, that was my job. I had to go out in the morning and uh, you know get, saying, get the eggs. The way from you, the said it. you had the twinkle in your eye, like it turned you <laughs> into something. Leo, I'm just saying. <laughs> Is that better, Ashley? You don't have to finger the chickens. Actually, the only animal that you have to go up to on the ranch, right? On a real ranch, the only animal you have to go into is the cattle, right? You got to go into the prostate of of some cattle from time to time to help out and maybe pull out a calf that might, you know, be stuck in it. Other than that, you're typically good with going into things on yeah. the farm. Oh, no, 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 no. No, uh, no, no, I'm, no. I'm not going to reach into nothing to pull oh, nothing yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Are you having trouble? You want me shoulder deep? Oh, no, that's not happening. I'm good at fishing. I was, I was cool with a little bit of hunting, but now right. you're having right. good. I'd be willing to put my arm in plenty of places, but a cow ain't one of them. <laughs> By the way, on the second half of Farm to TV, there's some people I know that are in that audience that would happily have a conversation with you about putting your arm places. See, this is why you got to watch the show. You right. know, 
that there <laughs> there is an area in there just for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I prefer a catfish. <laughs> when you were telling those stories, and, and you know, and I think you described it, is, is you know, your the whole show is you just telling stories, but. Uh, those people that, you know, I, I've heard of stories, but I didn't realize they actually existed out there. Right. <laughs> You'd be surprised what people do to a cow. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Both parts. That's true too. <laughs> Living in the country, you hear way too many stories that you're like, you know what? These stories aren't all false, right? You can't hear that many stories about a dude fucking a sheep, and they're like, you know what? At some point, it's not a joke anymore. He probably fucked that sheep, right? So, uh, same, no. with, same with the city stories, though. It, it, it was kind of fun to tell some of those stories, you know, about you know making fun of the Michael Jacksons and R. Kelly stuff because there's so many variations of yeah weirdos some dudes don't want anything sexual they just want you to fart in their faces for a thousand bucks an hour (laughs) suddenly you know your gastrointestinal problem that you thought sucked your whole life has turned into some freaky dudes you know you turn into your retirement fund because on wednesdays you make three grand a week you know farting we might have a future where's this we shit by the way that story happened and i actually didn't do it but the story came from uh my second month month in la i was looking through weird craigslist ads uh to find another kind of show to be on and it was in like this weird section where he was like yeah no i know it sounds like a weird thing but it pays good money i was like oh no it's a weird thing but it does pay good money like, I was like, it was like 200 bucks per fart. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. Jesus Christ. Well, at least now we know why you're on vacation in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and how you got there. I did watch the stand-up. I'm just telling you, Preston, you know. $2,000 to do what? I'm on my way? Oh, yeah. All I got to say is I got friends in great places, you know. And, you know, who says, who says no to a vacation in Hawaii, right? I, oh, right? I'm just shocked that I'm 57. I'm just learning that I could have made money on all my farts. Right. I mean, it, seriously? Well, you know what? It took social media, right? It took all these things to finally connect all the weird people that used to be on those weird back mailers where he used to have to write in about the swinger party. Like now you can actually get everyone together with their weird fetishes and you don't have to go as far. <laughs> hey, there you go, Leo. There's the new show for the network. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll pass. <laughs> we'll, call it, we'll, call it, we'll call it Fetish Friday. There we the go. Groups oh, to avoid. Groups to avoid. <laughs> you do a Fetish Friday show, and you have way more people than you anticipate. <laughs> there's a pay-per-view show, Leo. There yeah, yeah, there's your paywall. Show, okay, right? but here's what we need to do. We're going to turn uh, Jeff's bunny slippers into a furry suit. <laughs> oh, God, yes. That works for me because there is, and he would have to wear the furry suit. Yep, so. exactly. By the, way, by the way, the following would be through the roof if you wore that furry suit, Jeff. If you wore that through the roof, I, I, <laughs> what the fuck? Instantaneous. There's ten thousand followers that will never leave the site again yeah. because you're in the furry. Because suit. I'm in, uh, I, I wear a furry suit with bunny slippers. Well, I like my bunny slippers. Listen, because there's no hardcore fan than those guys. Like once oh, you yeah. get those people as your fan, believe me, they they will never disappear. Fetish people, Comic Con people, listen, they're your fans forever. Tell you, oh, uh, we know, we know. My pre- <laughs> well, well, the Comic Con fans. 
Yeah. Because actually, like we said prior to going live, we're down in New York filming right now. Yeah. But what we're filming is the live action series to go along with the comic book series that Jeff and I wrote. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, yeah. So you're right. When it comes to Comic-Con fans, I mean, they are diehard. And once you have a fan, you have a fan. It's Yes, they're the best. I tell people, they're, there's a couple of things. There's nothing better than Comic-Con fans, uh, YouTube, Twitch fans, and honestly, and to me, stand-up fans. Right. right, because those are the people that they're going to come to your live show. Uh, they're going to listen to you on the radio. Right, they're they're going to list. They're watching these type. Like those are the people that wherever you are, they're there, and it's like you can't beat that. <laughs> right. So speaking of the stand up and, and you know farm to TV, because we keep getting way off the fucking tracks here. <laughs> well, if you watch the show, it got way off the tracks. So that's right, right. Uh, what what got you involved and interested in actually doing stand up comedy? Uh. It's funny you say, I was a very shy kid growing up. Uh, comedy, what got me into comedy were my friends in high school. Like, they, I loved watching other people laugh. And then uh, Eddie Murphy, I'll never forget, it was uh, the movie Boomerang uh, with the toes. And watching my mom, my big mom's boy, watching my mom in the movie theater just laugh her ass off when she's like, oh, not the toes, not the toes. And she, but she's covering our eyes because we're like 9 and 10, my little brother and I. And she's like, no, no you can't see this part. There are adults in the bed. Right, but listening to my mom laugh that hard, I was like, I want to do that to my mom. You know, I want to be the person that makes my mom laugh like that. Right. Uh, that was kind of one of the first instances that I knew I was really enjoyed comedy. Uh, but I was very shy about comedy and didn't I didn't do anything comedy wise until after college. Uh, I started writing in 2007. I finished college in 2008. Uh, and then my first performance, I moved to Los Angeles in 08. My first performance was in 2010. Uh, and it was actually after living three months in New York. Uh, I used to runway model. <laughs> Such a weird life. And, <laughs> don't, tell me, don't tell me underwear. Yeah, it was. And so... <laughs> underwear and NyQuil. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. what You go from the country and milking cows and then you just walk around in underwear. But... So I'm in New York for three months one summer. And New York is, you know, if you're in the city on the island, it's a different animal, right? You got people playing violin and doing shows down in the carts while you're riding on the subway. Uh, people are bumping into each other on the streets. Hey, fuck you. Ah, fuck you, too. Great. Have a good day. You, too. Hope everything's well. You're like, wait, what? Like, there's normal life? I was like, yeah, they don't care. They just keep on going, right? And uh, that's kind of that East Coast more mentality where it's like you tell it like it is, but everything's also cool. Like no one's upset. You're just, you know, you're being honest about it. And seeing that over and over for those three months there, it was like, bro, these people do this in public. How the fuck can you not go into an actual comedy club where people are expecting you to do comedy and get on a stage and make them laugh? So that living in New York helped me get over the hump. And by the time I moved back to L.A., that first within the first 10 days of being back in L.A., I went up and did my first open mic. Yeah. What made you think you were funny? <laughs> hey, that's a really good question, because a lot of people think they're funny. And a lot of people think, you know, especially with all the specials coming out now. Right. Oh, God, look at that. I'm funny in my group of friends. I can do that. Uh, for me, it was the fact that, like, starting in junior high, I used I'm shy. I wouldn't say much, but I would whisper kind of things to people under my breath, like to one person that could hear in a crowd, and they would always laugh. And as I got older in the high school and college, you know, the crowd kind of got bigger. And then I met someone that was from Los Angeles and moving out there. And they were like, you know what, you know, you're not just friend funny. It was like, you know, you're kind of funny to a broader audience. Maybe you should try this. And that's when I started writing in 2007. But it still took another three years before I ever even got on stage. Good point. 
Good question. It no, was it a is. good question. It, it, it is question because so many people, like, by the way, a lot of people are funny. A lot of people, like, everyone has a funny uncle or a funny, a lot of people are funny. But there's a difference between being funny with your friends and being funny in an empty room full of, you know, a hundred new people that don't know you, right? Well, now you have to relate to a hundred people that don't know you. That's a different level of funny and craftsmanship that, you know, I think it takes when you're talking about being a stand-up or doing some type of improv and, uh, improvisation. So, there's, you know, most people are funny. It's just that most people aren't funny. Ha-ha. Yes, really. It really is. <laughs> uh, I think, Go ahead, Leo. I know you want to say something. No, no, no. I was, I, no I'm loving the story, but also you, you talk about uh, practice, too. A lot of people think, you know, hey, I can just go out there and do it, not put in the effort. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people think that way, that, you know, things are just going to be handed to them. But you put in the practice, and, and you know, it's you said it's been, what, 12 years? You've been working yes. on this? So- yes. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. So uh, my friends here, we were talking about that other, earlier because they're in entertainment as well. And we're kind of talking about that facade that people don't see. You know, I, I'm, what, 12 years, 13 years in now. I still prepare two to three hours for a five minute show if I'm going to still go pop up in on an open mic. And people are like, what? I'm like, I have 10 years of material. I know it backwards and forwards, but I still pull out the stopwatch, old school like I'm Rodney Dangerfield, and I get in front of the mirror and I work on my damn craft. And I've, by the way, I performed it 600 times too. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I need to be on that night. You know, right. you kind of have that Jordan mentality of, there's some kid that's, you know, buying a seat up in the Raptors for the first time that hasn't seen Michael Jordan. So that's why I have to be Michael Jordan tonight. And I know I'm not damn Michael Jordan, but, you know, at least there's some maybe drunk asshole that's having a bad day and, and, and maybe his boss is a dick at work and he just needs a good laugh. Damn it, I want to be the guy that's on that night and give him his laugh, right? I want to make him spit that beer up. So I, I, I do put in a lot of work and effort. I mean, yeah, I probably put in six months, night in, night out. Um, uh, there's a special thanks in there to Angelica Pace at the end. She came in every day after work and, you know, people like her, that she heard that show every night, two times a night for six months straight. Do you know how annoyed that woman had to be with me to hear that damn show? Over <laughs> like it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort on a right. lot of people. So That's awesome. So being funny takes practice. <laughs> telling you. So keep fucking practicing. Uh, well, it's one of my favorite things, you know, one of the, a lot of the comics tell me some of the, one of their favorite moves is uh, the part where I duck out of the lights in the show and I'm doing the, the fake jerk off into the whatever woman is in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that a thousand times. That was one of my earliest things that I started doing in comedy, but it took time to perfect the timing of the move out of the lights and doing it. And every time it's been different, you know, and sometimes I've time, but it's like, you never know. So, you know, by the time it's been on the show there, you know, that's probably the, the 1200th time I've done that, <laughs> you know, but I'm supposed to make it look like it's happening naturally and like, oh my God, oh, it was such an accident. I was in the lights. Let me come down. <laughs> Did I read so that? Is that? Is that just like a, 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 a visual effect in the dark or, you know, do you have like, um, um, compressors and hoses hooked up so you can actually make it work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you watch the special, you, 
<laughs> if you if you watch the special, you see that he locks eyes with a guy first. That's the funny part. <laughs> yeah, it's always the funny part. And by the way, I have to give ode to uh, there's a very and it was this, I always remember it because Mr. Belding ended up being the judge. But in 2010 or 12, after like I was two years in, um, it was the funniest comic in L.A. And there was this guy that no one knew, and he was funny as hell. But he would come in dressed up as a homeless dude. But he drove like a McLaren F1, like he drove like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car, and he'd park it right out front every time. He'd come in and he'd do this weird homeless act, and he would do that move, like he would. And I was like, sir. I was like, I, I want to change it. I want to make it nasty because <laughs> he, he was this nice little thing that he did. And he was like, yeah, bro, I'm not going anywhere. I really just do this for fun. He goes, if you want to take something out of my act, please do. And I was like, <laughs> I don't. I just didn't want to Carlos Men see it. Like, I, I didn't want to steal it, you know. <laughs> he was like, no, no. He goes, please. And I was like, I'm not going to do the exact same thing, but I'm going to do something similar. <laughs> and then he said, I saw the show a year later. And he goes, okay, no, that's completely almost different. I was like, yeah, yeah, but it's still your move with the duck out of the lights. And, oh, excuse me, I just jerk off into a guy's face mysteriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so uh, uh, I know we're about the halfway mark, and uh, we have some commercials to run, but I just want to remind everybody, Farm to TV is available for free. So if you're looking for some free funny tonight, just check the links down below or up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. The link's right there. All you got to do is click, but make sure it's after the show. Uh, yeah. Leo? Yeah? Leo? Yeah? Did you get a good night's sleep last night or something? Uh, you I, are fucking on point tonight. No, it's called for extra the first time in months. I mean, like, months? I do glow, and this is just my first time seeing it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wow, I've been. Oh, you, you hit the commercial break number right on, right on cue, right on time. I mean, the show notes twice. Wow, I, bra bravo, bravo. Well, well, thank you. It's, it's that. <laughs> it's that little braiding you gave me off show that really kicked me. In the, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Were you being mean to Leo again? Never. <laughs> Never happened. Uh, so, yeah, so like I said, show notes, uh, you know, uh, Tubi, and it's free. It's absolutely free. You just get some commercials, only a couple commercials. Uh, but, you know, speaking of commercials, we have an awesome uh, uh, sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee, a little mom-and-pop shop right here in Connecticut, make the absolute best coffee you'll ever have. Uh, they even have a s'mores flavor, which I I'm dying to try. But anyway, here's a zombie talking about coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Uh, so just head on over to getdeadly.com for more information. And also in the show notes, uh, you will find a link for, uh, uh, hold on, I got, I got the information right here. Uh, it's a little thing called Toking with the Dead, Episode 1. And uh, here's the trailer. If your world was turned upside down, what would you do?
What the fuck are we gonna do now? Get high. fun that way. So Token with the Dead episode one is available in the show notes and uh, that one is not much. It's only $1.99 to check out. It's on Vimeo. And uh, Angelina says, uh, Leo is always amazeballs. Thank you, Angelina. And Steve. Amazeballs? Amazeballs, yeah. What in the fuck is amazeballs? Well, that's like balls that are in a maze. They're hard to find. Oh, okay. That's uh, what I think they were. Two things. Uh, one... Uh, when Netflix picks that series up, can I can I do a series art too? Um, was that spike handle made out of a bomb? Yes, it was. God, that's awesome. <laughs> 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 well, that's the top of a bong. I've seen that bong structure many a time. <laughs> that's a four foot bong. Yes. Made <laughs> of spikes. Because you were getting high, and then boom, all these fucking zombies, and you're like, well, fuck, now we gotta turn my ball. It, it makes total sense to me. It's I'm a twofer. I'm watching that shit. It's a twofer. You know, you like those twofers, you know, like mm-hmm. killing two birds with one stone type thing. I'm all about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but speaking of teasers and trailers, Leo, I know you must have Farms to TV trailer somewhere. Uh, I tried to download it, and I couldn't. All right, well, can we just... Here's the funny thing, Leo. Yeah. I have the same problem, and I'm in the damn show. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh because uh they made stupid changes to YouTube. They, like, killed the API oh, where... You can't pull it off. I've tried to do it myself. And yeah. so, you know, and the direct link is too big from the actual studio. So, you know, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, tell you what. Uh, why don't you guys chat? I'm going to see if I can do a little magic. Chat. We'll put that back. Chat. Bro, if he pulls some magic off and actually does some of that shit from the movie, that, that like, uh, whatever that 21 weird, uh, oh, now you see me, or now you see yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'd like to see, like, a rabbit yeah, on the screen behind him. I'm <laughs> like, first of all, Leo, did you plan to do magic while this happened? Like, you planned this entire production just in this moment, didn't you, Leo? I did. I did. Uh, now you know why we love him. <laughs> He makes Chris, up really good. Angel just pops up right behind him. 
Uh, so I'm just going to do a share to screen. Uh, Clint normally, uh, yeah, Clint normally leaves, uh, gives a file, but he didn't for this one. That's why I didn't have it. Uh, but here we go. Uh, so people will just be able to hear you uh, if you're talking over it. But here we go. Farm oh, TV. Oh, so we got to get I'm from a small country, uh, racist little tiny place in the south called Texas. <laughs> backward out there. I loved it, man. I loved growing up in the country, man. But the one thing I couldn't stand was idioms. Things like kill two birds with one stone. Who are these people still throwing rocks at birds? We have guns now. Shoot those motherfuckers. People always like to say, Preston, you know, laughter is the best medicine. NyQuil by far is the best medicine. You ever try to drink half a bottle of that and beat off before you go to sleep? Lose every time. Do y'all not remember Michael Jackson right on top of that SUV? As soon as I saw him, I was like seven years old. I saw him riding in on that button up top on the top of that damn black SUV. I was like, wow, that is guilty. I knew this billionaire and we had some sexual differences. So I get a call one day and he said, Preston, I'll give you $2,000 if you'll come out here and pee on somebody. Yeah, no, I'll be right there. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Preston Jacob Taylor. Uh, Farm TV, uh, like I said, is in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching. And it's free right on T Tubi. You can't beat free. It's hard yeah, to find Farm free TV. Gas is high, lumber's high, everything is high right now. So We're high. Yeah, we're high. Everything is high right now. <laughs> yeah, I, The lumber, I don't get that. There's, there, there's memes about the lumber now, like being a high price. Like, I, I don't get that. My wood ain't my wood ain't getting any more expensive. <laughs> yes, that's because, what I'm talking about. Because because it's outdated, Jeff. <laughs> yes, but at least I'm sporting a Gandalf. <laughs> Holy fuck! By the way, probably, by the way, on on that part, probably one of my favorite parts of Farm to TV um, came from a heckler. And it's the, and most people don't catch it, but it's the joke right at the uh, the end of the part where uh, I moved to LA. I'm 23 and I'm dating the 64 year old woman, um, and I'm talking about after we have sex with each other, we sleep in separate beds. To me, that is subtly one of the funniest things about that special. Like only like because if you're older, you get it. Younger generation doesn't get it, but it's like in 1950. Like, you, you don't understand this, but your grandparents and great-grandparents slept in different bedrooms completely. They didn't go to bed together at the same spot. So, like, one night in the club somewhere, this drunk guy just screams that out after I finished that joke. And he's like, oh, after you finished, did you sleep in separate beds? And I was like, that's fucking hilarious, bro. I was like, what are you drinking? I was like, I owe you a cocktail for that because that's the best heckle I've ever gotten. <laughs> and guess what? Now it's in my show. Right, exactly. Because I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's so accurate. I was like, I just talked about Murder, She Wrote, and all these other, like Perry Mason. I was like, this is great. <laughs> well, actually, you know, uh, the the younger generation should get that joke because uh, they make that joke in WandaVision. Not, not the, oh. you know, yeah. Oh, we just went zero to dork in like three what? seconds. <laughs> Like yeah, in division. Yeah, well, you know, it's during the '50s era. They're sleeping in separate beds, and they want to get it on. She does her little snap, and the beds go together. Yeah, that was the move. People like, which cracks me up because 
I brought that move back without knowing that it was a 50s move. <laughs> like, I just always did that. I was just like, oh, God, it's hot. You want to go sleep in the other room? Like, you know, that was just always my move. <laughs> so I'm just glad that WandaVision helped remind people that it was normal at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Jordan says, uh, yep, they slept in separate beds back then. Funny thing, it was some something to do with some sort of stupid blue law. Yeah, even it, so, if like two people are in the same bed in the uh, on TV, one person had to have like their foot on the floor. That's hilarious. Yeah, they had to have their foot on the floor. Yeah, so so Is that because they drank too much and the room was spinning. I mean, what's it, going on? It, it was part part of the law for like uh, when you're filming. You know, it's like a decency act. Like, kind of like you can't have a real cigarette now. It has to be the fake. Yeah. Oh my so, so that's if, hilarious. Yeah. Well, one of the first one was to use a dummy leg. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's where it came from so so since we're, we're talking dork i'm just going to ask my dork question of the night uh what software, what software were you selling for 10 million dollars oh man that is a great dork question and by the way i'm glad you asked it because finally you can tag elon musk in this episode that's right awesome. elon i'm fucking coming after you dogecoin and all your stupidity uh, oh dogecoin is not stupid <laughs> No, it's all, <laughs> oh, his stupidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I'm all about my altcoins. I love yeah. my coins. I, but uh, I, I was in the Silicon Valley. I, at the time, I was selling third-party risk management software. So I tell people this to just a mess with them. I was like, our biggest customer was Microsoft at the time. Imagine Microsoft in 1980 built everything in Washington at a little plant and they had their microchips and the computer and their screen where today they have 230,000 third parties that they work with. And the rules in our government say that you're responsible. So if one of your third parties uses child labor, they're not responsible. Microsoft's responsible. Yep. So um, what type of payment system do you have or payroll system that takes care of 230,000 third parties on top of your, you know, half a million employees. Oh, you yeah, exactly. It's really hard to track what every company around the world is doing and you're not trying to get fined billions of dollars. Our software was automated to protect against those types of things. And so when you see these big, you know, CFPB fines or big fines from, you know, hey, this company did something really bad, Apple, and, you know, you did something with child labor and it wasn't Apple. It really was some weird company that, that, that makes some weird small piece of their phone. But... It's Apple's fault. So, <laughs> so they're the ones that have to pay the billion dollar fine. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. But our software was to say we helped mitigate that, meaning that stuff slips through your cracks. Our software should catch it and say, hey, this weird company that, you know, manufactures your rhodium is, uh, you know, a red flag. They might use child labor and they might be, you know, doing bribes in Brazil and that's illegal. Wow, that's that's crazy. I, I, I get it. I work for a uh, insurance company. There's like a whole department for like risk management. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big financial business. viability risk management is huge, huge. Yeah. Nice. Well, good for you. That's uh, a good way to I don't make some money. What the fuck they're talking about? So, yeah, I didn't the, part, the fun part that we can. Well, you should know quite a bit about software. <laughs> well, what what I love, you know, you tell in 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 your spe uh, I think it was in your special or another interview. Uh, actually, I was thinking uh, another interview, where you took your your uh, experience from uh, comedy. And you were able to go right into the boardrooms with, you know, just that confidence just to, to you know, sell it. 
so okay, this will make sure I tie Elon in. It makes no sense, but for me, it I, I had the confidence because my friends at the time owned the company. So, you know, it helps to go in and know, you know, people at the top. But two, knowing those people, I, I just knew them as friends and, and I worked with their kids and things like that. So, you know, there was nothing, it was pretty easy. I, I didn't know anything about their business setting, but they're like, oh, you have a nice degree. You're smart. You should be able to learn this. And so when I got in there, they gave me a like a 10 to 12 minute script of like what their, you know, software and company was. So it was going to take me time to learn the real ins and outs, but hey, here's a script. And this is kind of what you go and say to these people. And I thought to myself, wait a second. This is all you need me to do is say this. I was like, fuck, 12 minutes. I can memorize 12 minutes tomorrow. Like, I don't, how much, I remember how to use PowerPoint. I can click a fucking button, you know? And so <laughs> then it's just a matter of changing your mindset, right? It was like, once again, I already know these guys and they're already big loaded people. So who the fuck else am I going to meet that big? It doesn't matter. And suddenly, instead of a microphone and, you know, 500 people or 1,000 people, it's a microphone and five people. Fuck five people. What, you want me I need to read this to five people. Cool. I'll be right back. Like that shit. Like, but for them, it's a different world, right? Because for them, it's, Hey, I'm in the CFO's office and, and the CIO. And this is really, really important because apparently their dick's bigger than mine. No, I don't, I don't know. Like, why are you so terrified of that person to go like, fuck them. Right. Like, but they don't have the mentality I do because they grew up in a business world that said you're supposed to care what that person's title was. And, you know, you're supposed to be scared. I was like, fuck you. You're just in the crowd. And I just got to sell you. You know, I'm just selling you the show. And so selling the funny now, instead of being funny, I'm selling you something that's software and it's tangible. That was so for me, that was the mindset. And I think that's probably why I was successful. It was like I didn't care who the fuck was in the seat. So. Fast forward, I'm in my fucking office and we have Monday meetings and, you know, I rarely jump on the calls because I'm the new guy and I'm waiting to make a big splash. And my big splash is, well, Preston, hey, do you have any news or anything to update? And I was like, yeah, I uh, talked to Elon yesterday and he really likes our software and he thinks it's unique. And so he wants to set a meeting. Now, mind you, I'm like seven months into the company. I'm still the new guy and I've barely said anything on these meetings and I shouldn't have shit in the pipeline. Now, all of a sudden, I just said that I talked to Elon Musk yesterday on the Monday morning call. And they're like, what the fuck? Sure. Okay, whatever. And they're like, well, so what else did he say? I was like, he said he wants to have a meeting next week. Then everyone shit their fucking pants because after we get off the call, the manager emails me and I send him the email. And he's like, shit, he did talk to Elon. It's like, yeah, bitch. Who the fuck do you think I was talking about? <laughs> fucking Elon Rove or Elon Harrison? No, motherfucking Elon Musk. Who the fuck do you think I was talking about? And like, suddenly motherfuckers are on jets and they're flying out from the Jersey office and they're like, oh, we got to, did I ever get to take the meeting? No, suddenly all the management thought oh, I was no. full of shit to take the meeting, right? But, you know, I'm full of shit because I thought, and it was funny. They were like, well, how'd you do it? Same thing. I was like, they're like, I, you said find the highest person in a company when we go to the company. Who's hired Tesla than Elon? So I was just like, oh, there's his email. I'm going to email the guy. Oh, he was like, hey, that's actually really interesting uh, information. He goes, yeah, we could probably use that. Here's my secretary's number. Give us a call. They were like, huh, yeah, you scared motherfuckers. Email the top fucker. Why are you even emailing anybody? You told me to email. 100%, 100% correct. Don't ever be afraid to ask. Yeah. I was like, you scared bastards. I was like, this is why I'm better than you. I was like, ah, fuck this. I'm going back to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they didn't let you go to the meeting? No, no, they took oh, the meeting. Oh, asshole. Fuck them. <laughs>
They acted like it was their oh, like, like there was their big move. Meanwhile, they were just like shitty, like oh, you didn't like no, no. This is who I talked to. Here's the email. They're like oh shit. I was like yeah, funny story. You should do your jobs. You don't. Why did you send out a list of emails with fucking email addresses on them if you weren't gonna email the people? <laughs> I'm Love afraid. It. Right, right. And this, that, I'm glad you brought something up like that because. Jeff and I, we've known each other 34 years. We've been friends. When we started this comic book endeavor, we went into that same mentality that you have where everybody that was brought up in that world was afraid to talk to these upper crest type people. Mm -hmm. We we would walk up to like Joe St. Pierre's table who did all the number one selling Spider-Man covers in history and be like, do a cover for us. He turned around and said, okay. Then we worked with Steve Levine from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, and it's like you said, do your fucking, just do your job. Don't be afraid. Just go out there and do it. Right. Why am I full screen? This isn't about me. (laughs) I was with you. It wasn't just you. You sure? (laughs) I think he fucking zoomed in just on me. He was looking for boogies again or something. Yeah, man, since, since y'all are good, uh, shout out to Andy Hayward. He's a good friend of mine. If y'all are friends of or fans of Inspector Gadget and Captain Planet, uh, Andy's a good friend. Just got married this past summer. Congratulations, Andy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I want to know about this getting beat up by girls thing. Getting beat up by girls? When did you see that? I don't know. Wasn't it here? Did I miss reading. <laughs> Who's mama? Mama Dorothy. That's his grandma. Oh, that's your grandma. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, those, are, those are ass whoopings. Uh, those, those are country ass whoopings with a switch. <laughs> okay. Uh, those are girls and domination and fetishes and more fun, but that's just my grandma whooping my ass with whatever she could find. Hot wheel tracks, uh, tree switches. Just, you know, she was old school. It was like, give me that coat hanger. So, <laughs> hot wheel tracking, but- right? You know, that, was, that was the most traumatic because after that you don't want to play with it. Like, <laughs> no, it's traumatic after that. It's like ah. Well, it's, it's not as bad as your brother, though. You know, with the. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna go there. The most shit I've caught from this show are two things. My dad called. He took the longest. Everyone in the family called me. My dad took like a week, and then his first words out of his mouth were, "Son, stop being a bitch and go take your coronavirus vaccine." So he was dying to call me a bitch after the show because I, if you hadn't seen the show, I called my dad a bitch in the show. Purely out of fun. He knew it was coming, but he had to get me back. And the other thing everyone has talked to me about is Boogie. Did Boogie get his ass beat with those jumper cables? My mom's like, you made me a villain. I'm not a villain. Boogie didn't actually get his ass whooped with jumper cables. But in my head, he did. And that's all that matters, all right? <laughs> but we did get beat with a lot of things. It just, my mom, she never did actually pull over the side of the road. She threatened it a thousand times, just like every other parent did on those road trips. But she wasn't about to pull over because that's going to stop your, your, you know, your time. And you're always trying to beat your last time. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was great. <laughs> but we did, now we did catch whoopings for everything. Though. I mean, we, we did catch a lot of assholes. Like I said, Hot Wheels tracks. Pretty much every time my mom told us not to do something. Hey, don't jump on the bed. You're going to break the window. She go to work, we jump on the bed, break the window, sure enough, come home. My thing was I would like sit on the toilet. Like she would come home and I'd hear it because she was a single parent. And so as soon as she'd come home, I'd just run and sit on the toilet. And every time she'd be like, it doesn't matter how long you sit on the toilet. Like I'm whooping your ass when you come out. Like I used to think that I could just wait it out in the restroom. She's like, I'd come out an hour later, 30 minutes later. She's like, I'm still going to whoop your ass. Like it doesn't, you're just delaying the whooping. (laughs) 
but what mom didn't realize is if you sat on the toilet for 30 minutes, your legs and your ass went numb and it didn't hurt as bad. <laughs> Man, you couldn't feel it at all. <laughs> you just couldn't feel it. Yeah, he could bump his head, though. One one time, I did see, like, a weird episode of, like, Saved by the Bell or something, you know, where he, like, put on an extra pair of underwear before whooping to pad it. And so I thought that would be a smooth move. So I put it in the cl- linen closet in the restroom, and I did exactly that. You know, I thought it was smart. Of course, my mom could see that that wasn't my ass. Suddenly I have all this when I'm this stick figure of a person. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, so now I'm just going to pull that down and give you extra for trying to get oh. out of your ass. <laughs> like, damn it, all the things that Croft TV doesn't work. I got the same damn thing, only mine was, you know, the, the, the kids' books that were like, they weren't the hard covers. It was like the pliable covers. Yeah. I, Dad came home, pulled his belt off, man. I slid that down my pants. He went, oh, really? Now you're getting the buckle. That's the square son. <laughs> The square imprint on your ass gave it away. <laughs> right? I mean, come on, you're a kid. You're thinking, well, I can do this. Yeah. Listen, we all swore we were getting away with it. I did. Right. right? The only thing my mom asked, she goes, did you really do that with that strength shoe? I said, mom. So my mom, by the way, she she did move into that house in the end, end of the show. And she, when she was moving, she did find those shoes. And she asked me about that. <laughs> That's why I wrote that joke. Because she goes, why were there rocks in that shoe? I was like, there are rocks still in that shoe. That was, that was like 18 years ago, Mom. That is amazing. Those rocks still in. I did not know that was there. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Talking about the Maya, right? She was watching a show and finding out what your son did every time you left the house makes it real weird. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but they, there's a statute of limitation. They can't whoop us after a certain point. Right, exactly. Now I'm like, Mom, I'm 35. You can't whoop me now, Mom. But Mama Dorothy could still whoop you. Mama Dorothy very well could, by the way. I'm I'm still terrified of her. By the way, her hat collection is up to like four fifty now. And like I said, it's not it's not cheap hats. It's Kentucky Derby. They're like three, four hundred bucks a hat. It's, oh, wow. it's insane, man. Like I want that collection because I'm not gonna sell them. Like if she passes up, I'm just gonna keep them in a museum. Oh man. A hat museum. A hat museum. Just an ode an ode to Mama Dorothy. An ode to Mama Dorothy. <laughs> That should be a thing for guys. Little hats. <laughs> and anyway. <laughs> you know, guys, we don't really get that extravagant, right? We got a hat, a cowboy hat, a baseball hat, right? We got a couple of hats. But, you know, ladies, they those hats for the derby, I mean, they have all types of dressings and things. <laughs> oh, they get pretty extravagant, man. Right? I see. Hey, 48, she's still dropping whooping them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> There's nothing like Southern punishment, man. I, I don't. Right. I, I, listen, if y'all are listening out there and, and you don't whoop your kids and you really want them to listen, well, timeout doesn't do it, man. There's nothing like a good leather belt mask. I mean, we're we're four grown men talking about ass whoopings from a comedy special. I mean, just just think of that. Just they last forever. Just go ahead and instill that oh, yeah. fear into your children if you're listening and watching today. Just go ahead and just, even if it's just your hand, just. Get on in there. Just give that right on the rump. The memories of the broken wooden spoons across the knuckles really leaves an impression. So did any of your family pull that big wooden spoon that we all have off the wall and get <laughs> Yeah, we had the fork, too. Yeah, the fork, you're right. We all have it. I don't know why every family has it. So they could fork you up. Yeah, that was one of the lamest jokes ever. It's okay, folks. It was coming. You knew it was coming. Yeah, it's allowed. 
It's like, okay, now you get the dumb jokes out. Let's go to the real guy. Take uh, Preston's advice and keep practicing. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go from comedy to horror here in a second. (laughs) My nickname in theater was Prestige Cheesy because I enjoyed the most cheesiest of jokes. So it's completely loud. Ha. Laddie fucking dad. <laughs> so, Leah, where can they find Preston in Farm TV? Well, we, you know what? You need to watch the trailer because the, for people just joining in now, uh, Farm to TV is available free on Tubi. There's links in the show notes down below or up, up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to. Yeah, or up above. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I made my problem a little strong tonight. Uh, <laughs> But he's on point, and he's gotten all the ads in. Yeah, I tried. Uh, but, yeah, here's here's uh, Farm to TV, available for free if you want some free funny right on Tubi. And uh, as soon as I hit the button here. I'm from a small country, uh, racist little tiny place in the south called Texas. It's backward out there. I loved it, man. I loved growing up in the country, man. The one thing I couldn't stand was idioms. Things like kill two birds with one stone. Who are these people still throwing rocks at birds? We have guns now. Shoot those motherfuckers. People always like to say, Preston, you know, laughter's the best medicine. NyQuil by far is the best medicine. You ever try to drink half a bottle of that and beat off before you go to sleep? Lose every time. Do y'all not remember Michael Jackson ride on top of that SUV? As soon as I saw him, I was like seven years old. I saw him riding in on that button-up top on the top of that damn black SUV. I was like, wow, that is guilty. I knew this billionaire, and we had some sexual differences. So I get a call one day, and he said, Preston, I'll give you $2,000 if you'll come out here and pee on somebody. Yeah, no, I'll be right there. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Preston Jacob Taylor. And uh, Farm TV is available for free, like I said, in Tubi. Uh, and the link's right up above or down below. For two where generations, my to family us. has provided and, uh, high quality tours. Well, see how you're playing now. Uh, you got the button, it, didn't you? By the way, I got one question. Who wouldn't pee on somebody that you didn't know for $2,000? Oh, hell, I'd do it for 10 bucks. Dude, right. I'd piss on myself for $2,000. <laughs> I, when I went to work that night, the, the hostesses really were pissed at me. They were upset, and they were like, I can't believe you would do something. I was like, I'm about to go pee right now into the urinal like I do every night, and no one's going to give me a fucking thing. Matter of fact, I got to flush it my damn self. I was like, that, I don't have to clean off that, that dude I'm peeing on. I don't I have, to do, I have to walk in the house, drink some scotch, pee on this dude, and leave. And someone's going to hand me a check for $2,000. Bye. I'm peeing on that dude every time I get a call. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you're gonna start getting some really funky fucking emails you know that right <laughs> people are gonna see this and you're gonna get an email and be like speaking of email did did anybody ever dropbox you from the special so that was my my sister-in-law goes oh my god you gave out your real email and i was like no it was false i was like that's my like the start of my gmail no, the start of my hotmail and the start and the end of my June. Like I mixed the two together so that it wasn't my actual. She goes, it was so close. I was like, no, I almost gave out my real one. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I'm not gonna lie. There was a nice little party with a, a decent amount of that audience after the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you left with a lot of checks, didn't you? I mean, it, 
that, that party I threw, that party was just for fun. You got to celebrate a good show, you know? Don't be a peon. <laughs> uh, did you find no, all no, the high- no, See, he's laughing, right? And he just got done telling you that he was always accused of laughing at the cheesiest jokes. <laughs> just saying. Know fuck you, this, somebody. Know your judges. <laughs> Uh, so, so before the party, did you go find all the hiding spots? <laughs> Look, I, did, I did find. By the way, I did have one fun time. We did. I, I mean, what do you, exactly? I walked directly off of the show. I came back. You saw me cry. Then I walked right off, and I definitely got to have fun. Like, I, just no end. Like, I locked the door, and then we got right back. I was like, "Oh, hi, everybody. That was a great show." They're like, "Where were you at?" I was like, first of all, did you not just listen to what I said for the last thirty minutes? I have a problem." <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> well, that's easy because I can just go like this. <laughs> it's a whole new show. <laughs> it's a whole new show. <laughs> so that's me. <laughs> so we're going to be wrapping up shortly because Leo does have another show. But when he takes us out, Preston, just hang around for a second after the show closes, if you don't mind. No, not a problem. Okay. So um, we want to pee on you. Well, here's a funny thing, by the way. You know, it's another one that actually didn't happen. I was invited, but didn't actually go, right? So it's kind of one of those, like, it, it could have happened. But then I did tell the ladies when I got to work that night what I was supposed to do, and they were pissed off about it. I was like, why would that even upset you? I was like, because I definitely would have done it, but it wasn't real, so that's why I was happy to tell it. Um, they just didn't have the two grand, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you only got seventeen ninety nine? He's not going to come for that. But then, I think it's one of those weird things, though. Then it's like you put it out in the universe. A week later, I'm hanging out with you know some of the people that you know reach out and wanted to hang out and have a good time. And it was a request. And I was like, but you weren't even at the show. You didn't even, like, they didn't know about that joke. It was just something they threw out there. I was like, that's what I get for putting it in the universe. Now people are just going to start requesting it. Right, right. Uh, so uh, I, I know we're going to be wrapping things up real soon, but uh, in your show, you talk, uh, there's no lines at the In-N-Out Burger, but what was the other place? Did you say Wahlburger? Uh, what a burger. What a burger. It's what a burger, but you know, country folks, they just, th- what a burger. Okay. They just smash it all. Half the time it sounds like water burger. Like you don't know what it, but it's what a burger. And it's, it's like the white and orange stripes. It's very old school. It kind of looks like the old, like a uh, A&W root beer soda. Like yeah, it's very uh, classic in itself. And it's, so in and out was really, you know, California centric and that was really Texas centric. And now they're starting to, you know, grotesquely cross in the south to Vegas and, and Denver's and New Mexico's and things. But in L.A., you can't find an In-N-Out without a line. And then I go to Texas and there's zero line and everyone's across the street. And it's like and they're like, why would you even go to In-N-Out? And I'm like, why do you guys still go to like you're from here? Why you've had this your entire life? But I get it. Whataburger is greasy and it tastes delicious and good. And, you know, in and outs fresh. And you know, no one in Texas wants anything that's fresh and healthy and delicious in their fast food. They <laughs> get fast food for a reason. Like you don't go to Sonic and get a nerd slush that's already full of sugar and then add little sugary bear bites into it and think that, you know, I'm not going there for my health. I'm going there so it tastes delicious. <laughs> I, I thought he said Whataburger. 
See, I, <laughs> see, I, I, I thought it was Wahlburger, the, uh, but I thought I was only like in Boston and Jersey. No, so I, there are I heard Wahlburger as well. Oh. Wahlburger is running up and down the West Coast as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they're delicious, by the way. Mark, I'll give you and your brother some credit, man. Y'all, the key in all these places, right, is you always have to have good fries at this point. Because who, yeah, every burger damn near, right? Fuck that. Right. Fast food, every burger's the same. But their fries are delicious, and that is key. See, they should come up with a nice, nice sweet sauce that they can put on the burger and then they can call it the wetter burger now you're on to something you can also get who are those people that sang wop this last i said i need to learn my hip-hop audience but the wet-ass pussy girls those girls they need to- <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to- i should know i know if some black people watch this i'm gonna lose my black card um <laughs> Uh, oh, Megan the Stallion and, and Cardi. Those I think it's those two. Yeah, whatever. Listen, but yeah, what? Wet ass pussy, your sweet sauce mix on a burger at Whataburger or In N Out. Call it the wet burger. We're on the something. See? Right, right. We got the thing, we got the sauce, we got the they don't have to do anything at this point, just pay us. Right? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. The other thing dry would be the bun. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, I want to urge everybody, definitely, you know, it's free funny. You know, if you're looking to brighten your mood, just want to laugh your ass off. Check out Farm to TV. It's totally free on Tubi. And, uh, you know, after that, you know, check out uh, Token with the Dead on uh, Vimeo. All the links are in the show notes. And uh, speaking of links in the show notes, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. But more importantly, follow these awesome people. Check out Preston. All his links are there. Uh, and I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got over 30 shows on the network. A lot of awesome stuff. Matter of fact, we're going to be doing another show uh, shortly uh, talking about Venom 2 trailer and a lot of dorky stuff going on. And uh, with that, Preston, where do you like interacting with your fans on social media? Oh, yeah, man. You know, it's always a blast. Jump on Twitter, Preston J. Taylor 1, uh, Instagram at Preston Taylor Comic. I think that's it. Uh, you know, I always like to chat, have see see your thoughts about the show, interact with everyone, man. So please reach out and, and tell me what you think. Awesome. Will do. Ben and Jeff. Don't ever Google me. Don't ever Google me. Google him. <laughs> and you'll find out more about me by Googling him. And, and uh, find me on stilltoken.com. Don't go to my Facebook page. You can't find me. There's a thousand of me's out there. That's how I stay hidden. <clears throat> right? Send us sure. a message. Um, <laughs> I might answer it. That's if I see it. Usually he sees them. So he'll probably answer it. You good? Right? You all right? And um, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so go uh, go check us out, stilltoken.com. No. What do you mean, no? No. Why are we full screen? Stilltoken.com. Why are we full screen? Stilltoken.com. What? Okay, wait. Yes, stilltoken.com. Get but your hand out of go, my face. Go check out the amazing guest. Get your hand out of my face. Right there. That one right there. <laughs> In the show notes, up above or down below. No, but like Jeff said, you can if you want to know about us, go to stilltoken.com. Everything from the comic book to the filming to everything that we pretty much fucking destroy um, is on there. Get your hand out of my face. (laughs) We'd like to thank everybody. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. To our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like all of us can come out here and do what we do every day. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. We're out of here. Peace out.